On today's episode of the Real Foodology Podcast. Most of the, the conditions of aging are, are slow and progressive. And, and what you want to do is try and position yourself where your body is at its peak and can be sort of resistant to that degradation, whether it's muscle or, or any type of other uh, condition that you might encounter as you're, as you're getting older. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Foodology Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Courtney Swan, and I'm so grateful that you are here today. Today, we are talking about mitochondria, longevity, aging, health span, and fatigue, and how can you improve all of that? I sat down with Chris Rinsk of the company Timeline. He created a product called MitoPure, and more specifically, found this compound that is in pomegranate called Eulerithin A and discovered that it actually has a great impact on our mitochondria. If you are unaware of what mitochondria is, or maybe you need a little bit of a refresher, we talk about it in the episode, but basically mitochondria is the battery of our cells. It's the powerhouse of our cells and what helps create ATP, which is energy so that our entire body can function and so that we have energy. So we talk a little bit about why maybe so many people are experiencing fatigue and exhaustion. We also talk about fertility. And I share with him an anecdotal story that I have with a girlfriend who told me that she's a holistic nutritionist and she told me that she has a bunch of her clients on MitoPure and on Eulerithin A because she was seeing such an improvement in their fertility status. A couple women that she had as clients were going through an egg freezing process, didn't get as many eggs as they wanted to in the egg retrieval process. And so they started taking timeline MitoPure and then went back for another retrieval and were able to get two to three times the amount of eggs that they had initially gotten. So she was telling me that she has all of her women clients on this now that are concerned about fertility. So I asked him about that and if they've done any studies on that and what his thoughts were on it. So definitely stay tuned for that. I was really fascinated by this. And um, yeah, we go over just, you know, all the different benefits of Eulerithin A, why we should care about our mitochondria health and what the symptoms are if our mitochondria are not functioning as well, why they decline and so much more. This was a really fascinating, just informative conversation that I think you guys will really enjoy. As always, if you guys could take a moment to rate and review the show, it means so much to me. I go through and personally read all of the reviews and comments, and I just want to say thank you so much. I really, really appreciate your support. And if you guys are loving the podcast, if you could take a moment to post about it on Instagram, I see all of those as well. Tag me so that I see it. And I'm just so grateful and appreciative of your support. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm always seeking ways to improve my fitness, boost my metabolism, and get that perfect glowing skin. I mean, aren't we all, right? Well, I've stumbled upon something truly amazing. It's called Armra Colostrum. Colostrum has been long regarded as a superfood that my mom actually got me on years ago because it's really good for the immune system. But then I found Armra Colostrum, and I am obsessed. It's not just a supplement. It's actually a whole food superfood. It's a proprietary concentrate of bovine colostrum. And if you're wondering what colostrum is, it's the first nutrition that we receive in life packed with over 200 essential nutrients. Since I started using it, my skin feels so vibrant and fresh. It's like I reactivated my hair growth and reduced the puffiness on my face. And I haven't gotten sick once since I started taking it. There are peer-reviewed studies that show that colostrum is more effective than the flu shot. Wild, right? Now here's the magic. Armor colostrum strengthens immunity, ignites metabolism, fortifies gut health, empowers fitness performance and recovery. It also helps with hair growth. I've shared this a bunch on my Instagram. Uh, I went in to see my hairdresser recently and he was pointing out all of the new hair growth that he was seeing. I definitely think it's from the colostrum because it's the only thing that I've changed. And it's sustainably sourced from grass-fed cows, which we love. I usually mix it with cold liquids. And my favorite thing right now is to mix the watermelon flavor with matcha. And then I add a little lemon electrolytes in there. It tastes like a watermelon lemonade. It's so refreshing and it's sugar-free. It's so good, especially in these hot summery days. But make sure you do not mix it with anything hot or sugary because that can affect those bioactive compounds. All right, so here's the great news for all you listeners out there. We've scored a special deal for you. Get 15% off your first order of Armra. 
Just go to tryarmra.com slash realfoodology and use the code realfoodology to get this offer. Again, that's tryarmra, T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash realfoodology to get on this offer. I hope you guys love it. Did you know that blindly taking supplements can end up doing more harm than good? You need to understand what's going on in your body first before you start supplementing. I'm a huge proponent for mineral and vitamin testing so that you know exactly what's going on in your body, what mineral and vitamin deficiencies you have. And then from there, you can decide what vitamins and minerals your body actually needs. I love honed vitamins. They use hair tissue mineral analysis, which is a foundational tool in functional medicine to understand what's going on with your cellular health and metabolism. It is so cool. They send you a little test kit and you send in a clip of your hair. They send it off to their lab. They analyze it and then they come back with the results and they do a metabolic test on your hair, which reveals the status of 29 minerals, including calcium, magnesium, potassium, copper, zinc, iron, selenium, and boron, just to name a few. It also reports on eight heavy metals, including lead, aluminum, and mercury. And then from there, they give you personalized supplements that are sent right to your door every month to keep you on top of your health goals. It's such an easy, simple test to do. There's no blood involved. And then from there, you're actually taking vitamins and minerals that you know that your body truly needs. It's based on your bio-individual needs. And also what's cool about it, as our bodies change, our nutrient status may change over time as well. And so you're able to retest your nutrient status over time to track your progress and then adjust your supplements as needed. If you guys would like to try honed vitamins today, use code realfoodology for 15% off. Go to livehoned.com. That's L-I-V-E-H-O-N-E-D.com and use code realfoodology and you are going to save 15%. I'm so excited to talk to you about everything. I originally heard about Timeline a couple months ago because your team reached out to me to work with you guys on Instagram. And I was so taken back by all of the research and just everything going into what we know about mitochondria. And you, I want to make sure I'm saying this right. Is it you, urolithin A? Yeah, urolithin A. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's just dive into it. First of all, let's talk about what is urolithin A and why should we care about it? Okay. Well, urolithin A is a postbiotic. It's, um, basically what that means is that it's created by, um, the gut microflora. So, uh, if you think about the origins is coming from the foods that we eat, it's coming from the pomegranate, um, in the form of phytochemicals that are found in the pomegranate and particularly a class of compounds called the elagitanins. And when you consume the elagitanins, um, through drinking pomegranate, juice or actually the the fruit is but it's they're found in the yellow sort of that yellow bitter part so they're the that's the bitter taste that you find in the in the pomegranate juice um when you when you consume these the gut microflora will then transform them into compounds this these compounds into compounds that are called uh urolithin a and other urolithins and um, and it really is a, a function on whether or not you have the right gut microflora. So some people uh, do this conversion at a high level. Some people do it at a low level. Um, but it, it's not guaranteed that you have that conversion. And it's, so it's not a sort of binary type of conversion. You know, a lot of people are talking about mitochondria now for a multitude of different reasons, their connection to longevity and also energy. I think a lot of people are, you know, really dealing with a lot of fatigue and are looking for ways to help their mitochondria. So what what does the mitochondria have to do with urolithin A? Well, the urolithin A and mitochondria play or uh, work together in a nice way. Uh, you know, when you think of energy inside of your cells, it's, it's really... Well, it's really produced by your mitochondria in the end. And, and as your mitochondria are producing energy, they actually get damaged. Um, and these reactive oxygen species that are there inside of the cell, uh, cause damage in the mitochondria. And there's a process that's just natural inside of our cells that allows the mito, the damaged mitochondria to sort of recycle and then um, healthy mitochondria to be uh, produced. And so this process of recycling is called mitophagy. So the mito and then the phage and the self sort of self-eating, self-recycling of the mitochondria. And, uh, and, and what happens is this is stimulated. This process of mitophagy is, is taking place all the time. Uh, and as you, uh, as you get old, it's actually been shown that 
um, mitochondria function declines. And one of the reasons is that the mitophagy levels start to decline as well. And so, you know, what's, what's really important is to maintain this. And that's stimulated by, um, basically d- different things you can do in your life. Uh, for example, exercise, exercise stimulates mitochondrial health. It stimulates mitophagy and, uh, and the production of new mitochondria. Also, um, fasting, which, um, has been shown also to stimulate, uh, the same kind of process. Well, what we saw when we were doing research that but now it's, this has been, uh, about 15 years of research that's gone into this, uh, Courtney. And, and what we saw was that, uh, A was improving in, in a petri dish to start with and improving mitochondria inside of cells. And, uh, and we started studying the, the mechanism, um, uh, and how that was actually working. And, and what we discovered in, in collaboration with, uh, Professor Jan Oerks here at the, um, at the EPFL, which is the uh, the technology university here, uh, is that you're stimulating that urolithin A stimulates this process of mitophagy, and and it was this uh, very uh, interesting discovery that led to uh, one of our first publications, and uh, that was in uh, Nature Medicine, basically showing how uh, urolithin A as uh, as a natural product was stimulating uh, not only the process of mitophagy, but improved mitochondrial function. And, you know, in looking at in preclinical models, um, so in, in animal models, improved uh, mitochondrial function muscles, so improved muscle function. Uh, and also in, in things like worms um, and C. elegans, they, they call it these simple worms that have a very short uh, lifespan. We saw an improvement in, in longevity in those worms by around 45%. And so um, all of this uh, was, of course, really interesting to us. And so we decided to explore, you know, how that would translate in humans. And then we started running uh, a number of clinical studies. Yeah, it's really fascinating. And when I was diving into all this to see that you guys have had what you I think you said, what, like 15 years worth of research now around all this, correct? Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We started uh, a, a while ago, and and uh, and it was all really, you know, when we started the company, it was all really about how do we identify natural products that are targeting that aging process, so that we can incorporate them in foods and our diets or supplementation to help us just manage our health as we get older and and keep ourselves at our peak. Yeah, and you know, I think. I I'll, I get a lot of DMs from people kind of, um, how do I say this lightly? Like, you know, basically saying, well, why do you want to live to a hundred or 150? Like, you know, who cares? And my response to that is always, you know, it's not so much about extending our life. Like, you know, if you have a good loving family and amazing life, you want to extend your life as long as possible. But also more than anything, it's about feeling good and amazing and having energy in your body for the entire time that you're here. You know, oftentimes when I talk about longevity on my Instagram or my podcast, I'll get some pushback from people saying, well, why do you want to live till like 100, 150? Why do you want to be frail and, you know, like old basically. And my response is always, it's not so much about living a long life as much as it is about making sure that you have energy in your body and you feel good. You feel good. You look good. Like we all want to be energetic well into our eighties, you know, if possible. And so that's why I find all of this so fascinating is that there's so many things that we can do in order to slow down that process so that we can live longer, happier lives, feeling good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so important, and, and as you say, the health span is, is the key yes. word. It's, it's not long, you know, and and that's key to longevity, and that, that doesn't mean living longer, and and that's what we're all about. You know, if you can, if you can keep yourself um, fit and and active, you know, as long as possible in your life, that's that's really what you want. Yeah, and so let's take a step back here for people that 
really only have a basic understanding about mitochondria. I feel like most people, all they remember, it's so funny. My boyfriend literally said this to me the other day. I'd mentioned some, something about mitochondria and he goes, all I remember is that it's the powerhouse of the cell. And I feel like that's all everyone ever retains about mitochondria, but it's so much more than that. So why should we care about our mitochondria health? And what are maybe some of the symptoms that we see as our mitochondria decline? Well, energy level is um, is clearly linked to mitochondria. Mitochondria create the ATP and the energy of all of our cells, and and so you need energy um, not only to you know to operate your cells and, and all of the biochemical pathways that are going on inside of your cells, and and so when you when you translate that at a, at an organ or a tissue level. It's that functioning of the organ and the tissue that that's in the end that's key. And so, if your mitochondria isn't functioning well, then you'll have um, the impact is that that organ or tissue won't be functioning well. And, it, and you know, early on, we did a, uh, a clinical study where we were looking at, um, and it was an observational study where we were looking at people who were uh, an average age of seventy and and that, uh, and that some people were um, pre-frail, meaning they were having trouble walking, and uh, why other people were very athletic, and and we looked at the difference between the, the, the two populations, and we took, uh, for example, we we took muscle biopsies in the legs, and we we looked at the mitochondria gene expression and the mitochondria function. And what we saw was a decline in mitochondrial gene expression in those people who were having trouble walking versus those people who were active. And, and, uh, and so one of the takeaways of that study was that, you know, one of the key, um, one of the key hallmarks of uh, decline in muscle function is simply um, a decline in muscle functionality at the level at the at the cellular level and at the mitochondrial level. And so it, it's true that it's, it's not only just the cells, but it's the cells working together as a tissue and, and, and as an organ and then your whole body um, that, that's important in the end. Wow, that's really fascinating. And why do they decline? Like, obviously, you know, part of it has to do with just the natural aging process, but do you think any of that is related to um, just our modern living now, like all the different exposures we have to, you know, pollution in the air and maybe stuff in our water and our food. Is there any sort of connection there or is it really just a natural process? Well, it's a combination of things. Um, so it's not just really sort of one aspect. I mean, certainly, um, as I was mentioning before, it's this, uh, this idea of, of movement and being active has a direct uh, correlation on the effect of mitochondrial function. So if you look at people who are very active and you look at their uh, mitochondrial function in their skeletal muscle tissue, for example, uh, you'll see that there's a higher um, there's a higher level of, of mitochondrial gene expression in that tissue, where if you look at people who are inactive and who are metabolically challenged, well, they'll have a lower mitochondrial function. So it's lifestyle, it's, it's choice of foods you eat, um, and it's also your your choice of your just you know want to, you wanting to be active or not, and um, and then on, then you have to layer on top of that the the whole aging process where um, fundamentally it's been shown that as you get older the mitochondrial function declines and and as we were speaking about earlier that this decline is really due to um, uh, to a large majority uh, to the fact that. The mitochondria are turning over um, uh, through this process of mitophagy because the mitophagy level has sort of decre decreased with age, and your mitochondria just aren't um, as as performing as they are when you're younger. It's a really fascinating subject, and I'm curious. Let's say that someone is a little bit older. I mean, I'm specifically thinking about my my parents who are actually in great health, but would eulerithin A be beneficial to people that are older in age or do you really need to start it at an earlier age? We run clinical studies now, a, a number of clinical studies in people who are, who are both older. Uh, we have a, a study that was in the, in the age range of 40 to 65 years old who were healthy, um, 
but yet overweight individuals. We also had a uh, study that was in, conducted in people that were 65 and older uh, and who had a, um, a lower starting mitochondria uh, levels as, as assessed by sort of activity levels. And, and we saw in both of these populations an impact on muscle function. And the, in the uh, elderly, we saw an improvement in uh, muscle endurance and specifically the uh, first interosseous muscle in the hand, which is, which is a really important muscle because that's one of those, one of those first muscles that start getting weak. You, you know, you hear about people having trouble opening up cans and that type of thing, and as well as the, uh, as endurance in the leg muscle. And we saw that, uh, after a couple of months and, and in the, um, in the population from 40 to 65, we saw a, an improvement in, in muscle leg strength. Uh, after four months of taking the product. We hear often that one of the most common issues that people um, end up dealing with later in life is falls. Like they have muscle wasting, their bones aren't, you know, as strong as they once were. And a lot of times something as simple as a fall can like take someone out in their older age. And so it's interesting to hear this connection with like, um, you know, with longevity and also the way that your your muscles function and how eulerithin A can help with that. Yes, I think, you know, bed rest or being, being bed ridden uh, after some type of an accident, as you mentioned, falls or recovery after surgery. I mean, you see uh, people waste, have a lot of uh, muscle wasting that, that happens rather quickly. And, and, and this is a, this is a very serious problem. And, and so anything that you can take that can improve the muscle quality, we're not talking about building muscle mass here, but really taking whatever level of muscle that you may have, a muscle tissue level that you have, and just improving the quality of that. And, and that's, in the end, what's what's important. Yeah, that's really, that's actually a really great, uh, great point. I was going to ask you, does it help with people that are building muscle, but it's not that it's more about just improving the quality of what you have? It helps across the, the board. I and mean, we've, We've uh, we recently uh, conducted a, a clinical study in, in elite and, and sub-elite athletes, and that basically means in, in, in individuals who are Olympians or people uh, training to become Olympians. And we looked at at muscle function, but we I think also importantly in this study we looked at one of the the primary endpoints was recovery, muscle recovery. Um, and we saw an improvement in muscle recovery after taking the product for about 28 days. So it's, it, A acts uh, on, on all of the, uh, on several different aspects of muscle function. Uh, at the core is mitochondrial function. So keeping your, your mitochondria healthy, uh, which is fine for, for people of all ages, whether you're uh, a younger person who's an athlete or, or you're getting older or you're, you know, you're, you're bedridden, we, you know, and that's, or, you know, and then also it's this muscle recovery that we've seen most recently in, in athletes. And I think that, you know, to the, back to your point on, on people sort of recovering post-surgery, we, we're actually in the process in, in a collaboration with um, Nestle Health Science to look at, um, in, in a clinical model uh, that looks at muscle wasting to and muscle function to examine this. So, Hopefully in a year or so, we'll, we'll have some information to share on, share there as well. So are people able to get eulerithin A from their diet? Is this something, I know that it comes from pomegranate seeds, but is it possible to get out of your diet? Well, well one of the things that, I mean, that's, it's a great, um, it's a great question because, you know, as I was mentioning, you, by taking pomegranates um, and taking pomegranate juice, you're able to get, uh, you're able to get your A if you have the right gut microflora, but it's it's not only a question of being able to be exposed to it from your diet, but it's being exposed at the right levels. Because so so what we did when we started investigating your A in in, uh, in humans was to to do uh, what they call in, in pharma uh, a single ascending and a multiple ascending dose study. So which means that we we looked at different doses of your A and we tested them uh and people and and we were able to identify the doses that were actually most effective and so 
the doses that we, we've studied the most now in, in the clinic have been the dose of 500 milligrams that we're selling. And we've also looked at, at a little bit higher dosings at, um, at 1,000 milligrams. And, and back to your point of how does a, how would a glass of pomegranate compare to 500 milligrams of urolithin A? We, we actually you know, received a lot of questions about this, in, including the question, how do I how do I know if I'm a converter? How much do I convert? And so we decided to run a little clinical study over in the States and in the area of Chicago. And we looked at individuals who are about starting at 20 years old, going up to 80 years old. And, uh, and we looked at how, uh, you know, how people, uh, converted the urolithin A found in a glass of pomegranate juice or the, from a glass of pomegranate juice. Uh, and how much was absorbed into their blood. And so, uh, we would, we had everybody take some pomegranate juice. And then we did a crossover design of the study, which means we, we then had individuals take, um, basically our, our soft gels, uh, or, uh, another format of 500 milligrams of urolithin A. And, and then, uh, we looked at the blood levels of urolithin A compared to, um, compared to pomegranate juice. And what we saw was that to get the same levels of blood uh, exposure in urolithin A, you'd have to, you'd have to be not only, you'd have to be a converter and only about 40% of people convert at varying levels, but you'd also have to drink about six glasses, six, eight ounce glasses of pomegranate juice. So getting it naturally at the right doses is, is, is really challenging. And it's, and because you need such a specific, you know, level, it's better to, it's really amenable to supplementation, um, versus, uh, just relying on a diet, uh, rich in, in pomegranate juice, specifically because also, I mean, pomegranate juice has a lot of sugar in it. So taking six glasses a day would be a little bit of a challenge, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, that's a fast track to diabetes, you know, it's a lot of sugar. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. That's, yeah, that's super interesting. And I'm curious, do people, when they start taking mitopure, do they notice a significant change in their energy? Well, you know, it's the, the clinical studies. I mean, I can talk about sort of what we've examined clinically in a double blinded placebo controlled manner and, and what, and what has been, uh, studied, uh, or what has been sort of reported to us, which is, I would say less scientific, but clinically uh, speaking, we've had people uh, when we show that people are are improving their their muscle function and, and their endurance, and and often often after the studies, we've had people you know ask you know what was I taking the active placebo because I felt a lot more energy, but that those let's say the um, the feeling of having more energy hasn't been the endpoints of our of our study. It's, it's been more sort of, uh, very, um, precise, measurable endpoints, um, rather than sort of impressions. Um, but I, I can say that personally, I feel more energy. Uh, I've stopped. It's been now over a couple of years that I've stopped uh, regularly drinking coffee. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like I get all the energy I need, uh, by taking right up here. But, um, you know, we hear a lot of different, um, yeah, a, a lot of different claims from different people who are uh, have been taking our product for a while. Energy being one of them. Yeah, I mean, I will tell you personally the reason why I take it is I have a close girlfriend who's also a pretty well known holistic nutritionist, and she told me a couple months ago, or I think this was last year, anyways, that um a couple of her clients were going through egg freezing, fertility, and one like two or three of them actually had seen a drastic improvement in the amount of eggs that they were able to get because they had gone through a couple different cycles of it and the first one not really having a lot and then going and you know really going hard on the timeline mitopure and then getting like you know two to three times more the egg retrieval and really? so I'm curious yeah which I found really fascinating and I think about it just logically it makes sense you know because if you're improving your mitochondria, of course, you're going to improve all these different areas in your body, including your body's ability to, you know, get more viable eggs. I'm curious if you guys have heard any of that or if you've done any research on fertility. 
Well, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that. Uh, I was just speaking with someone about that. Um, that that I do think uh, fertility and women's health could be a very interesting um, field to explore. And and uh, yeah, fascinated that that you've you had that sort of personal uh, experience through one of your friends about that. It's it's an area that you know that it's known that mitochondria function uh, you know declines with age and, and also um, in eggs and and so yeah that that should that would be a very interesting thing for us to explore a little bit further. I want to take a second to talk about some of my favorite Organifi products and why I love them. When I first started getting into health, I was an avid juicer. I was buying fresh veggies every couple days and wearing out my juicer and also wearing out myself by trying to constantly juice vegetable juices because I wanted to flood my body with all of the nutrients, the phytonutrients that you get from green juices. But after a while, I was like, I cannot keep doing this every day and also maintain my job, maintain my social life and everything else. But I really wanted to make sure that I had a good high quality green juice that was organic. And I knew that I could trust came from a good source. So when I discovered Organifi, I was so happy. They not only have a green juice, but they also have a red juice. And I really like to mix them together because it really helps with the flavor profile. And you're not only getting all of the green phytonutrients from the green juice, but you're also getting all the antioxidants from the red juice. So it's like a win-win situation. I also really love their chocolate gold. It's their low sugar hot chocolate mix. And it's loaded with ingredients like lemon balm, turkey tail, magnesium chloride, and reishi. Oh, there's also turmeric in there as well. So it really helps to calm down your nervous system before bed, and it really makes me sleepy. It also helps with digestion because you have the turmeric in there, you have cinnamon, you have ginger, black pepper, so it's helping with digestion and inflammation. I'm a really big fan of this. You can also put it in your coffee in the morning, and it kind of helps to balance out the jitters that you might get from your morning coffee. And then another product that I'm really loving and taking every single day is their liver reset. Modern living is incredibly taxing on our liver. Like just existing is hard on our liver because we are constantly being inundated with pesticides, heavy metals, environmental toxins, not to mention if we drink alcohol, that's also going to put a strain on our liver. So I think it's incredibly important that we take something every single day to support our liver health. This product has triphala in it. It also has dandelion, milk thistle, and artichoke choke extract, which all have been scientifically backed and proven to provide protection for the liver. And then of course, the most important part about Organifi products is that they are all organic and they go a step further by guaranteeing that they are glyphosate residue free. Glyphosate is a known herbicide that is sprayed on a lot of our crops these days. It's also sneaking into organic foods and it is a known carcinogen. So it's incredibly important to make sure that we limit our exposure as much as possible to glyphosate. If you guys want to try any of the Organifi products and get 20% off, go to Organifi.com slash Real Foodology. You're going to see all of my favorite products in that store and you're also going to get 20% off. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash real foodology. Have you ever tried CBD products and just felt like you didn't really understand the hype or you felt like they really didn't work for you? Well, there could be a couple reasons why this is happening. One, there are a lot of CBD product companies out there that are not doing it right. Either they don't use a good high quality CBD or there's really not enough CBD in there because in order for CBD to work, it needs to be a certain amount of dosage. And a lot of these companies are lying about how much CBD they actually have in there. Not to mention, I have found personally, and I have read this and heard this from many people, that you need to take CBD consistently in order for it to work. So for me, for example, I deal with chronic anxiety and stress, and I need to take CBD on a day-to-day basis in order to really see a difference in my stress and anxiety. And I personally love cured nutrition CBD. If you want to hear more about the products and why they're so amazing and important, definitely check out my episode with their founder, Joe Sheehy. We talk all about CBD. We talk specifically about cured, why I love them so much. Their farming practices are above and beyond. Everything is organic, really high quality. They show all of their lab work. Uh, You can go and see all of the different batch numbers on their website and see the lab testing and see that 
everything that they claim is in there, the levels that they claim, the high quality CBD dosage that they claim is in the products, you can actually see on their website from their tests and from the lab work. So highly encouraged to go check that out. And if you want to try any of the cured CBD products, go to curednutrition.com slash realfoodology, use code realfoodology, and you're going to save 20%. That's cured, C-U-R-E-D nutrition.com slash realfoodology. Please keep me updated if you guys do that. I have a, a lot of girlfriends who are we're all, you know, on the similar page of trying to make sure that our fertility is on track and we want to, you know, keep the longevity of that of that for, you know, as long as we can extend it. And so um I definitely think, yeah, I definitely think there's a lot of studies that need to be done about that. So it'd be cool to see it. I think having the science, having having clinical science behind this whole space is really important as opposed to sort of the proposed uh, vitamins and minerals that you, that you might want to take, but having things that have, have been really proven to work are important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, because I have so many girlfriends right now that are, you know, testing on all these different peptides and, you know, peptides are kind of a big thing now. And like I said, it's just a huge topic of conversation amongst all my girlfriends at the moment because everyone's, you know, concerned about it, especially as we see like declining fertility along with all the other health issues that we're seeing right now with everyone. And um, so this is one that everyone's like really honed in on at the moment. And so I found that fascinating. My friend told me that and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to be on my timeline every day. So <laughs> super. It's great. Yeah. It's great to hear these stories. Yeah, it's really cool. So, you know, you've mentioned a couple of times you guys have done a ton of different research. I'm curious, what are maybe some of your most profound findings that you haven't mentioned yet? Like what were some, you know, maybe aha moments that you guys found in your studies that you were just like, wow, this is really awesome. Oh gosh, there's been a lot of those, but um, uh, I, I think there's, you know, what's, what, what's been the aha moments are, are, has been the fact that Mitopure and Neurolithne has has been showing this effect of mitochondria has been and it's been acting on so many different uh, health conditions um, in preclinical models that we've seen uh, the research of so many different groups uh, really panning out very nicely on uh, a number of different health areas. That's really gotten us to think about how does how does Mitopure extend beyond muscle health and, and energy into different areas. And so uh, we've started exploring um, benefits in, in immune health, for example. And so we have a, a couple of clinical studies on uh, ongoing right now in immune health. And, and one of those uh, that's underway is, is basically characterizing the impact of MitoPure on, on the various immune cells after people um, who are healthy are taking MitoPure uh, for uh, a certain period of time. And, and so uh, this is something that we hope will be interesting and, and, and give us, uh, yeah, the ability to, to then go and study it in more specific indications. We're also in the process of, uh, of looking at a study where, um, where we would follow the, uh, the impact of urolithin um, A and MyoPure after and, and people who've been uh, treated for cancer after uh, recovery from cancer and how it would impact um, the evolution of their immune system afterwards. And these are, we think there's a, a big potential for immune health and, and mitochondria is, is very important there. And um, yeah, so that's been, that's been a new area that we've been looking at. We're also um, interested in brain health. There's been a number of uh, preclinical studies that have shown today is is acting on in, in animal models of diseases like Alzheimer's disease and I, I've even had some conversations with uh, with neuroscientists who say that they're prescribing our our product to people who have Alzheimer's disease now I would not um, uh, even claim that that we're acting on Alzheimer's disease but it's the fact that it's been seen in animal models is encouraging and it suggests that it's worth studying and not in Alzheimer's disease, but in general brain health and healthy individuals. Um, because it, and this comes back to what I was saying early on that, you know, most of the, the conditions of aging are, are slow and progressive. And, and what you want to do is, is try and, and position yourself 
where your uh, where your body is at its at its peak and can be sort of resistant to that um, degradation, whether it's muscle or or any type of other uh, condition that you might encounter as you're um, as you're getting older. Um, so. It's funny because I was going to ask you next if you guys have seen or if you've done any studies on cancer and seen if this has any effect on it. But it sounds like you guys are still kind of working on that. Yeah, as a dietary supplement, we can't really treat cancer. But it's, it's more what we've seen from uh, collaborators who have looked at and actually have looked at the effect on cancer has been more the effect on the immune system and improving the, the immune system. And so immune health, of course, would you know, these last years with COVID, people have become very attuned to the importance of uh, taking supplementation for immune health. And so we think this is another potential opportunity. And, and hopefully that these clinical studies show that that's the case. And um, that's why we're doing them. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited to see all the research come out about that. I'm really curious, how did you find Nilarithane in the first place? Like, how did you guys even get to this point? Well, early on, uh, we were working with, um, we were looking at a number of uh, natural products and the pomegranate was one of those. Uh, and we started uh, doing some first studies in, uh, yeah, in, in animal models and various animal models. And, and you know, as we sort of uh, extended into these studies, we were exploring, you know, what kind of compounds in the pomegranates uh, could be potentially beneficial, and we identified a few, and and then we sort of took it one uh, one level further, and and asked ourselves, are there, you know, are are there metabolites or these postbiotics that are naturally produced and sort of unlocked by the body's gut microbiome that might impact, um, and and that's really how we got to um, A and we were we we're studying urolithine. Um, uh, and, and we started, we started testing that in, um, yeah, in, in a number of different preclinical models. You know, it was a little bit of luck, I, I would say, but also, um, you know, a, a lot of searching to see how the effect of the pomegranate and some of those compounds that we were seeing actually, um, were, were working and, and what was that mechanism behind. So I'm curious, you know, we know that this helps with longevity and, you know, the aging of our mitochondria. Does, is there any connection with eulerithine and our skin, like wrinkles, actual, like physical manifestations of anti-aging? Yeah. Well, I, I you know, I think, um, you know, the skin is an important organ, of course, it's protecting us from, you know, from everything that we're exposed to, uh, on a daily basis, whether it's UV light pollution and, you know, and it's our largest organ and, and it contains, uh, my, the cells contain mitochondria as well. Uh, so it, it's also prone to aging. And so, um, you know, it's a good question. It was something that we, we started thinking about several years ago. Uh, how, you know, would a topical approach to urolithin A be beneficial for the skin? And that really materialized, um, early last year when we started running clinical studies uh, on skin creams with uh with urolithin A and and looking specifically at, at urolithin A and the benefits on 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 aging from but from two different uh angles. One is sort of your your natural aging or your intrinsic aging. So how are how are your cells um you know acting when they're uh, exposed to urolithin A and we've seen this of course with muscle cells uh previously so um so we started looking at that in in petri dishes and 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 then uh when we saw this this benefit uh and the improvement on on mitochondria function we said well let's let's take that into um you know into humans and and run tests and so we started applying that uh in creams and we and we're doing this in double blinded uh placebo controlled uh, studies where we did sort of um, uh, a split face designs where we had one side would be a placebo and the other side would be active. And, and we started looking at, at some of the visual manifestations of aging, which are uh, wrinkles. And we saw an improvement in, in wrinkle depth and, and sort of the roughness of the texture of the skin. 
but we're not about uh, this is not a, a wrinkle cream this is really about uh skin health and, and skin age and and, and healthy aging of, of the skin the other uh the other angle that we were looking at uh with regards to aging is the extrinsic aging and so we we're talking before about you know we go out to the sun you know and now in places like los angeles you get lots of sun all year round and you're exposed to uv light and and so we did a study where we had an exposure to UV light and we applied uh, a cream on uh, on the back. And we looked at the inflammation and what we saw was that we were able to reduce inflammation around 15%, and which is, which is very potent and similar to other types of anti-inflammatories that would be over the counter. And, uh, and so, or topical steroids. And, and so, uh, this was something very interesting. So that we were acting on sort of both of these angles of intrinsic and extrinsic aging. And so based on that, we decided to explore further, uh, and develop a few products. And so we now have a product line targeting skin health and we have a day cream, a serum and a night cream. And, um, yeah, and this is, this is something that we, um we've we've received a lot of positive feedback on the product and so we know it's 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 not only you know when people are using skin cream it's not only about you know the benefit um but it's also about sort of the experience and and we've tried to create uh products that give people a good experience in addition to a great benefit just like our nutrition products so we have in some of our nutrition products, we have powders that you can mix into smoothies or into yogurts and have great taste. And, you know, it's all about having that great experience with the product in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that I have put uh, your powders in yogurt and it's really good. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I love the taste of it. You know, and I was curious, I mean, that's fascinating about putting on the skin, but I wonder too, if there is just a connection with you know, taking it internally and the way that your skin manifests physically, because we do know that, you know, everything starts and begins in the gut and, you know, internally and whatever you're feeding yourself, right. And ultimately manifests on your skin. And so I was just curious if there's any connection with taking it internally as well, that would help. Well, we haven't, we haven't looked at the, um, and studied the, the impact of, uh, taking pure lipine or monopure, um, on your, um, on your skin uh when when taking it orally but but certainly you know what we've seen when taking um when taking our products orally in our clinical studies we see biomarkers that are uh found in the plasma that you know so showing systemic impact on mitochondrial function and uh and and this is uh, and, and so th there are a, a, a lot of other things to study, of course. We've been focusing on the muscle because it's so uh, for our oral products. But as I was mentioning, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things to study. And you were talking about your your friend's experience uh, as well with um, uh, infertility. And uh, we're looking at um, yeah, immune health and and you know we've uh we've recently seen in in some uh, preclinical studies effects on cardiac health and and we've put together a paper that uh we expect to publish uh, later this year and and so you know we mitochondria you know as you were saying earlier are are so important um for the function of the entire body that if if you can make that work, uh, find a product that, that works, it, it's going to have some type of impact. And, and now it's just a question for us to run all the clinical studies to show and prove the impact in all the different areas. Are there specific lifestyle and diet factors that people can utilize in order to maximize the effects of Mitopur? Well, you know, there's no um, traditional uh, food effects. So taking, taking it in the morning is has been uh, the way that we've done all of our clinical studies so far. Um, and so, you know, taking it, so that sort of lines up with people's normal habits in the morning of taking your supplements, uh, you know, right before breakfast or right after breakfast. Um, and of course, you know, combining it with exercise and, and a healthy diet are of course important. Um, and I would say that that's, that's the right mix. You know, you want this, um, 
you want a, a holistic mix of, of of everything, and you don't want to rely on supplementation to have good mitochondria. You want to have a, a healthy lifestyle. You want to be active. Um, you know, have that you know Mediterranean diet and and avoid the fats and 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 all that good stuff. Well, I would argue that we don't want to avoid fats unless if they're seed oils. <laughs> But we don't okay. have to go into that. Good, healthy fats like avocado and olive oil sure. and stuff like that are good. For sure. Yeah. For just sure. wanted to to clarify that because I'm like, you know, I feel like fat, fat's been vilified for so long. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The, we want to avoid the bad fats, but the good fats, you know, we want to make sure we utilize. So we, we, we love avocados. Yes, 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 yes. And olives, olive oil. Well, is there anything else that we haven't gone over that you feel like is really important for people to understand about Eutherithin A or MitoPure, anything we talked about today? Well, I, I think we've been pretty comprehensive, uh, Courtney. I, uh, I, I think it's, it's simply important to start, um, and, but also not to expect some type of instant impact, uh, because this is really, it's not a stimulant when you think of, of improving your energy like coffee. This is something that's improving your cells and, and, and basically changing the mitochondria structure inside of your cells. And it, it takes time to, to do that. And it takes time not only for to act on the cellular level, but for all the cells to sort of work together and for the organs uh, and the and your muscle uh, in particular to, to be functioning better. So it's much like, you know, exercising at the gym, you, you don't expect a an instant impact uh, after the first week. So you, you really need to keep up with it and, and take it. And that's why we've run these studies over a period of several months. And so, you know, I would encourage those who are interested to try a product and to take it consistently and then see how that impacts them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, before we go, I want to ask you a question that I ask all of my guests. And it's a personal question. What are your health non-negotiables? So these are things that you do daily or maybe weekly that are just non-negotiable for you in order to take care of your own health. Well, it's a it's a good one. Um, there's a, there's a few things I have to say. Just eating eating well. Uh, I, I tend to follow a more of a Mediterranean diet in general, uh, and getting some exercise from time to time. Getting out, walking, going to the mountains. I, I do like, um, but I don't do uh, so many cold plunges. I do like the cold showers in the morning. I think that's healthy. Uh, it sort of helps you in the morning. Um, and yeah, and, and I've been staying away from coffee. And so I think that's these, the ensemble of all of these things have been uh, important for me. Yeah, I love that. Well, please tell everyone where they can find you, find Timeline, MitoPure, and uh, yeah, just drop all your info. Yeah, so we you can find our products on TimelineNutrition.com. And um, yeah, just go on and uh, and feel free to um, yeah find the product that you like. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Amazing. Thank you so much, Chris. This was a really fascinating conversation. And thank you so much, Courtney, for having me. This has been great. Yeah, I really appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Real Foodology Podcast. If you liked the episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let me know. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Mike Fry. The theme song is called Heaven by the amazing singer Georgie. Georgie is spelled with a J. For more amazing podcasts produced by my team, go to resonantmediagroup.com. I love you guys so much. See you next week. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and doesn't constitute a provider-patient relationship. I am a nutritionist, but I am not your nutritionist. As always, talk to your doctor or your health team first. Looking to build a more robust foundation in your health and well-being? From the producer of the Real Foodology podcast comes one of the most popular alternative health shows on Apple Podcasts, The Dr. Tina Show. Dr. Tina Moore is a naturopathic physician and chiropractor, traditionally and alternatively trained in science and medicine. The show features exclusive interviews with experts such as Sean Stevenson, Mike Mutzel, Mark Groves, and even solo episodes covering metabolic health, pharmaceuticals, chronic diseases, long-hauler syndrome, and pain management. Dr. Tina delivers the information in a no-nonsense, real-world style, and she has the science to back it up. The Dr. Tina Show is edgy, entertaining, and informative. 
Every episode will leave you with a new pearl of health wisdom to expand your knowledge base. When you're empowered, you can do better for yourself, your family, and your community. Resilience is the name of the game, and Dr. Tina is here to guide you on your way. Listen to The Dr. Tina Show today on your favorite podcast app. New episodes every Wednesday. Produced by Drake Peterson and Resident Media.